Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. We are going to look at a Dan Klaus, Lloyd Llewellyn story. I hate you deeply. Before we do, Ed, how about some Red Room update? Can't disable the power of the label, man. We're taking a look at 8-Ball issue number 2 published by Fantagraphics. Uh, let's take a look at a new Fantagraphics comic. Red Room, the Anti-Social Network trade paperback book collection. Collecting the four issues of Anti-Social Network that are on the stands today. Plus 70 pages of additional material, man. You see, I've been spending the summer... Uh, adjusting all the stuff, man, to try to make a really pleasing and cool-looking book. Put out, put up a video showing off the book collection earlier this this week or whatever. Uh, Going to be putting out Red Room trigger warnings. The next round of Red Room issues in December. Uh, go to your local comic shop, get them, put on your pull list. Uh, it's a different experience than than you know these book package collections. Uh, all the links are available in my link tree in the description below this video to get your hands on these uh, these comics. And I have to show off my uh, my cover for uh, Trigger Warnings number one. You can see I made a mistake on my lettering of the cover, and uh, but based on the legendary Zap Zero Robert Crumb cover issue, and um, man, it's a good fit for Red Room. I, let I, me tell you, I heard <laughs> of it, and like stuff like that handprint. You were thinking some things when you drew this, man. <laughs> yes, some, some unpleasant things, but uh, very. this was a very fun cover to uh, do. Also, so this... Can't wait to see it. This and the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, Cartoonist Kayfabe cover that we did, your blood splatter is becoming second to none, man. <laughs> hey, it wouldn't be an outlaw comic without good blood splatter. I mean, yours is incredible. It's so viscous. It's, it's chocolate <laughs> syrup consistency. You know, I've spent a lot of my life thinking about that, Ed. <laughs> comic book blood. And it all started in the black and white 80s books that I would find. Great segue. Join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can download out of print zines and mini comics like this BW zine is my most recent uh, upload there. Basically a love letter to the 80s self-publishing black and white boom comics. You know, reproducing logos, artwork, collaging things together. Uh, speaking of Dan Klaus, little cameo on the letters here maybe from Judo Joe. But this is a collection of all that material and, uh, like I say, a celebration, you know, a, a letter from Dr. Dr. Peculiar himself uh, talking about his comics. You can find that along with a lot of original art and uh, process stuff, scripts, layouts, how I make the comics I make, like Street Angel, Deadly Scroll Live, Plain Janes, Octobriana, and more at patreon.com slash jimrug. So the, there's a percentage of the people that clicked this thing, man. Because that's the nature of the internet. They it saw is. the title, they saw negativity, man, <laughs> and they, they couldn't help. It's human nature, negativity bias. But click the fucking video, and uh, that's how that's how virality uh, occurs on, on the internet. And before the internet, man, it's little strips like this that, you know, have a ripple effect. It's almost a, a strip that would almost anticipate the culture that has come up from the internet. It's, and uh, you, you see the little bit of cover here. This is, this is what we're going to look at is a story from 8-Ball number 2, um, but just this one story featuring Lloyd Llewellyn, uh, a character Klaus was using, I guess, at the time, or maybe winding down using at the time, had had his own comic book, and once 8-Ball starts, the character's not on the shelf yet. We're still going to get appearances like, I hate you deeply. One of the uh, the standouts, I think, in these early eight balls, one that certainly seemed like they talked about in the letters column and, and people would talk about, and uh, still potent today, Ed. This was a fun one to read this week. Absolutely, man. It's aged well. It sure has. But it's also something that isn't necessary now. Like, 
people can just, you know, in their 180 characters, mm-hmm. put out all their venom and invective. <laughs> like each each group that he hates, the zillionaires, the muscle men, that's your tweet. Each one, each one of these panels. You know what's great about the comic, though, is that he's, you know, he's a, you know, second generation away, you know, third generation away from like Will Elder, Chicken Fat, mm-hmm. Mad uh, comic artwork. So in every panel, in almost every panel, he's not really just skewing one person. He's no. finding opportunity to cut promos on about three to four different subsets of absolutely man or whatever and by the way he cuts them on himself oh totally. uh, you know people who hide behind cartoon characters to espouse their unpopular opinions and you see this is presumably klaus holding lloyd llewellyn in front of him to uh to, to protect himself from the lowest common denominators that are coming after him <laughs> could could, th- could this be the death of lloyd llewellyn like we don't see him again i think we see him in i love you deeply yeah which which is another see what we'll do is it's a social experiment, right? Like so many people click this because they saw the title. Well, do I love you deeply and see how fewer prove us wrong. <laughs> I would love to believe humanity is, is uh, altruistic, but so, uh, we'll see. So stuff like uh, the military types, he's going both sides of that fence with that one because he's going against like the aggressive strict dad kind of guys, but also like the supplicant uh, yes, sir, may I have another type characters? Yes, I enjoy being degraded and humiliated by this maniac. <laughs> you know, and it starts off, like I say, he's, he's very self-deprecating in this. He does not escape it. Uh, if you aren't either A, exactly like me, only a little worse at everything, or B, a pathetic yes man to my every, ever-changing values and shallow opinions, it's a pretty safe bet that I hate you that, deeply. That is... <laughs> internet culture that's humanity that that is explaining the echo chamber that we're able to live in now where you can only interact with people that you want to like sort of share ideology with and anybody who steps out the least bit you might even call them a nazi or something like that you're so right and the sad part with the internet culture thing is you could be these dudes like you most of you are the a and b you know like if you're if you're if you're joining this you're the pathetic yes man or you're the person who agrees with with everything but is just a little worse at it than the person you're uh, you're, you're uh, agreeing with or liking on the internet oh yeah man. it's amazing the muscle man there's so much fun stuff too going back to the chicken fat thing where like these muscle men this is you know charles atlas ad right he rode the beach um it's kind of full of that kind of in jokes that work in com- you know comics reference kind of in jokes when you first saw this did you always think that this was uh, john tesh <laughs> no. that's who that's who always comes to mind with that guy i, I can see it now <laughs> and entertainment uh, tonight was definitely on then man he that's hilarious like i always thought like yeah that looks like a good john tesh i i, I see it i think you're right about that yo man like i have some very close people man i come from california and shit and i wonder if klaus is out there in Berkeley at this point when he's when he's uh you know talking about occultists new agers and all that kind of stuff great chicken fat in this one too like guy uh shooting shooting <laughs> up in the background crying baby being mugged with a guy with like a, a bottle about to hit this woman it's it's factories just dumping black plumes of smoke in the air behind them this is a good one watered down nostalgia hounds <laughs> uh <uh-oh. laughs> Yeah, let's I feel like that. he's coming after me now. Well, let's take a look at that front <laughs> cover again real quick, man. You know, I'd say it's a very, like, Gene Deitch kind of Mr. Magoo kind of 50s era yeah, totally. illustration. Totally. 
Yeah, I feel like he's he's taking shots at uh, like the fifties tiki culture was very popular with a lot of cartoonists around this time. A table that just says kidney shaped on it. <laughs> <laughs> Lowest common denominator, man. Like, see, this is this would get Klaus canceled because you're punching downward at uh, people with less fortunate or something. I also thought this one was a little bit dated and maybe mouth breather would be uh, today's nomenclature. Yeah. Uh, British musicians, <laughs> feels like that's evergreen. But you know what's crazy is this strip is, you know, 1989. He's talking about the old rockers, and those guys are still around. Dude, he's talking about, I think, specifically the Rolling Stones. Exactly. Like, I think they're still touring. <laughs> they are. There's, there's like, that's there's amazing. Like, you know, the three dudes still wearing the rocker weird shit, looking like pirates and stuff. And I think the drummer looks like your fun uncle. Like, totally wears like. Under Armour shirts and shit like it, and it's just like a fully unaffected regular dude. You know what's funny? I think that drummer's new. Oh, I and see. he's still old. Like he still <laughs> looks like your old uncle, but he's probably like sixty or something as opposed to eighty. I see. <laughs> he's the young guy on the team. <laughs> um, this zillionaire's one still feels, you know, like it feels like this would be a new strip. You know, like it, it's been, spot man. on and it's, you know, it's 30 years old. This is 1989. The funny thing here, like when I started getting hold of underground comics, they were talking about many of the same things that we talk about now from sure. global warming and car exhaust and all this stuff. And I remember reading those early and being like, wait, this is like 1969 yeah. and, and this is a, a topic. There's a lot of the stuff in this strip that is that same kind of thing of like how can this be relevant 32 years later the urban attention seeker is the one that i always think of when uh when i think of this strip because i'm in enough scenarios where where i see this and in fact uh when i went to get some groceries last last week i saw someone on one of those like first gen bicycles with the tire with the big tire yeah. and so uh, these people like they're down at the waterfront <clears throat> just uh going to get some groceries and i just was uh I could, I, I just kept, I was in my car at the parking lot and I'm like, well, I want to see how they chain it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're sitting up as high as Mack, <laughs> as Mack trucks and shit like that. Uh, you're doing that to be seen, man. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, still feels kind of spot on. This is another Completely. one that I think is more relevant all through our life than, you know. Go to the gallery crawl. My, my first SPX, man, when I saw Snidely Whiplash mustaches and dudes wearing Ray-Ban glasses with, with no lenses. What is that? You're the, you're the urban attention seeker. You're the hipster. This one, uh, this is another one of these panels that, again, <laughs> hitting close to home here, Dan. I've got a Facebook uh, avatar picture <laughs> that you're really, like, uh, putting me in your crosshairs with guys with short hair on top and long long hair in the back. And also in Pittsburgh, all you got to do is add a hockey logo to the front <laughs> of that shirt, and uh, you're fine. It's, it's uh, yeah, the legacy of Jummer Jogger. I mean... Uh, are, are mullets 30 years out of 35 years out of out you, of uh you know what they're coming back <laughs> they really are there's like a lot of irony things happening but like this is before that issue of grand royal magazine where the beastie boys coined the term mullet so he just identified like i'm seeing these like hillbilly fucks uh that you know he's profiling he's like i'm seeing these same kind of like hillbilly fucks and there's a particular ass who i have to deal with in life and it just seems that they have like long hair in the back and it's short up top so he doesn't even have a name for the haircut yet wow yeah talk about ahead of the curve john tesh again once again um americans who use the english spelling of words to make themselves appear cultured and eccentric these are great there's such a broad range of stuff here because now and then they slip in something that's like 
kind of painful in reality. <laughs> and then it's like the silly stuff. Mixed yeah, in. yeah, so specific. Uh, fanatics, once again, it's really, it, it hurts, Ed. Some of these hurt. They're very personal. <laughs> Idealists, this is this is a pretty good one, too. I feel, I can't believe how well all of this is aged. He's, I mean, he I is, want to cross it, a couple of these off and be like, Ah, this one's very, you know, it's, 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 this is a period piece here. Right. These all feel pretty good. Like if this came out today, I, I feel like if somebody posted this as a webcomic and it was new, it would make the rounds. Like oh, it would totally. be very popular. Yeah. 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 Like he always cites, uh, art school confidential as like a viral quote unquote strip, but this I'm sure got passed around plenty, man. And, and once again, it's, uh, this would be redundant in a world of today because just go online and you see haters and you see negativity and you see whackness, you know? Uh, but he's not just, he's not the kind of guy that would even tweet if he had the ability. Like he's spending maybe two weeks making this strip. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious how long it took. Cause it, it just, it's so good, you know, and he, and he breaks the formula of having like, I'm just going to have a, a, a gag in each panel and, you know, call them out and make, make fun of that gag. But now we have how to formulate opinions, yeah. uh, you know, like a three-step process of this really great stuff, man. Another round of like, man, this is today's world. Humorless cartoonist. Yep. We could find some of them <laughs> collegiate creeps. Yeah. I don't think that ever goes out of style and bothersome pests. You know, replace this maybe with something about your car warranty and we're in business. <laughs> uh, State-of-the-art technological bores. This is a time travel strip. Right. Richard Simmons and his ilk <laughs> and uh, adorable cartoon children. Daddy told me I should have been abortion and then he passed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the second piece that I think of when I think of this strip. <clears throat> yeah, this, this made me think we should do Ivan Brunetti's Ha on the show sure, soon, sooner rather than later. Uh, again, maybe if we want to get canceled, I, I guess roll that thing out. <laughs> Crybabies, whiners, and sensitive people. One of Klaus' great gifts is is human psychology, and it is on display in this in this comic strip probably as as much as any of his comics. Yeah, this is great because like you could replace this. This is the so you know we make a joke or something that there are two. Uh, Moon Knight fans out there, and then you think there's only one. <laughs> there might be, man. And uh, you got your people who like immediately have to let the person know. Well, well actually, I, hold on, pump the brakes, man. Yeah, <laughs> they all know each other, and there's really three of them. Uh, this is fun. A little, a little, uh, you know, aping some some styles there. Wealthy children who attempt to buy in the inherent hipness of the economic underclass. Feels like there's a few of those out there. Huh? Goddamn right. Uh, again, breaking the format here, noisy people, crowded elevators, negative. Oh, wait, those are my turnoffs reading the, the Playboy magazine centerfold, um, <laughs> amateur psychiatrists, possibly, you know, aiming that one at himself a little bit, talentless, self-proclaimed artist. Once again, you know, like, I feel like he does throw himself under the bus time and time again in this kind of stuff, you know, that, that self-deprecating humor and applied in a humor way rather than just the, uh, oh, shucks, woe is me actually uh, taking some some fun shots at, at himself as yeah. the godlike figure making all of this up you know something like like the self-deprecating part i think that that is one of the um important pieces that harvey Pekar kind of like cast illumination on with with american splendor by having the ability to allow yourself to be seen as like less than sterling i think that that 
made American Splendor so much stronger. And there's like a time before American Splendor when it comes to like people sh- like doing their like little autobiographical appearance or something. And then like afterward, it's like he created a sense of permission or he just like let people see that like if you allow yourself to be thrown under the bus in your own in your own universe people trust you more or they accept the idea more or they it's just it's mean-spirited if you don't have that right you know like this this is a kind of a cruel strip if you take those kind of those parts out yeah well said and it certainly allows everybody like we're laughing with him now instead of you know at a bunch of people that that, that he's targeting. yeah lowest common denominator dudes <laughs> in trailer parks you know everybody except for the dear reader is is who uh, is is who he hates which is uh, which is great and uh, pretty the, funny hit the subscribe button exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying <laughs> um, yeah really fun strip like I said like you'll see it mentioned a lot in letters columns and I think even maybe I've, I've heard it referenced in interviews like this is this is one of those standouts I think issue two of eight ball you're setting a tone closing an issue really strong um you know we've looked at, at several eight balls and I just think like as a one-man anthology damn that is a good strip as like your backup closing uh you know stuff for this month I'm just laughing at the bulging male Hilarious. <laughs> it's really great. And look at the names on this list, man. Scott McCloud, Peter Bag, R. Crumb, Michael T. Gilbert. Really strong, uh, you know, fans from the get-go. And uh, prank phone call contest where the grand prize is an original page from 8-Ball number 2. Yeah, but when we see the the uh, the winners of this, we see that there's shenanigans uh, going on <laughs> because it's Jim Blanchard, future uh, Fantagraphics uh, employee, uh cartoonist who's the winner but is actually maybe deserving because he he is the creator of some very legendary prank phone calls that are so popular enough that there are like vice documentaries about it so yeah there you hey, go. listen there maybe is, maybe uh you know it, it went the other way and he won this contest and that's what led to the uh fanographics employment but uh yeah a fun one ed really glad to uh take this one out you know every now and then we hit these rereads where it's like that's just a fun comic to reread. Oh, Highly yeah. recommended to everybody, but uh, a lot of fun in that one, and, and surely not the last eight ball we'll look at. I'm ready to check out the uh, I Love You Madly. I Love You Deeply. Oh, okay. I think. I, th- I Love You Deeply. And uh, let's see if the cave favors click on that one with uh, as much uh, speed as they clicked on this one. Jimmy. I have faith in a med. See, I think we're skewing the data. <laughs> you know what? What's what's that? What's that principle? Like, if the scientist is observing the particle, yeah, like the particle doesn't the the uh, Schrodinger's cat. Is that it? I think so. Uh, listen, let's get Nevertheless, back to Nevertheless, man, restore my faith in humanity, K. Fabers. <laughs> like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Join me on Patreon.com slash Jim Rugg. Download a dozen of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics. You can see my original art, sketches, scripts, process of how I make Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, Plain Janes, Octobriana, and much more at Patreon.com slash Jim Rugg. Red Room, the anti-social network trade paperback was in stores uh, November 10th. Get it at your local comic shop if you see it they're gonna go quick man amazon bought a whole bunch of those things i implore the retailers to uh stock stock heavy because who knows when the heck reprints are going to be able to uh be generated in this current supply chain uh crisis that we're all dealing with right now uh trigger warnings red room uh trigger warnings is coming out at the end of the year issue one in december you got to put your orders in for that uh, as soon as possible go talk to your local comic shop man get that put on your pull list uh the first issue 
uh, was out of print really, really quickly because the stores didn't order heavy enough. You got to let your store know that you want this thing. All those links on my link tree in the description below. What else, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. All right, man. Give them those merchant orders. We could be on our way. Read more comics.